Welcome to You Have to Listen to This or You Won't Survive the Night, an acapella karaoke podcast with Jasmine MacDonald. Just kidding. You're listening to episode six of Whatever Works with Jasmine MacDonald. If you cannot gather from the intro, this episode is about love. It's a Valentine's Day episode and we're super happy to have you. I have downtown Jenny Brown in the studio this evening. We're going to talk to her about her relationship history, her experience with love, romantic and platonic. We're going to talk to her about signs that you might want to get out of a relationship, how to do that, how to plan your escape, 50 ways to leave your lover, as Paul Simon said. And then we're going to also talk about how you know you're in a right relationship, what she's looking for in the future, and you might be able to relate. After we talk to Jenny, we are going to meditate for a few. Before we start, we're going to hear a few words from our sponsors, but hey, listen, If you are able to donate to the podcast, I would be so appreciative. You can do so through Spotify or through Anchor. If you have problems and want to do that, you're more than welcome to let me know, and I would be happy to assist you and point you in the right direction. If you cannot do that, like, follow, share, and review it. Share it with your friends. Have them be part of the growing Whatever Works listening audience, which is reaching 700 now. We have multiple nations that are represented. I'm extremely humbled and grateful as always, and anything helps. So looking forward to this episode. I think you all will too. Give me a ring if you like it. If you don't like it, any sort of feedback is useful, and I would so appreciate it. Enjoy. Okay, guys, picture this. You're on a three-day weekend. You're with your homies. You're with your partner. You only have a limited amount of dinners, of lunches, of time. And you're probably on a budget because of the economy that we're in. You cannot trust the influencers when you type in the hashtag for the city that you're in and you see the restaurants that they are eating, they are getting paid to do that. You're going through other review sites and you see restaurants that pop up immediately, five stars, four stars. Those are paid ads. You have to download Bestie. Bestie is available on Android and iOS. It is user content. It is people that have gone to establishments Restaurants, tattoo parlors, hair salons have had fantastic experiences and then posted them. Bestie goes through and validates those claims and only the best of the best are on the app. So you know that you can trust it and the time that you spend in these cities will be well spent. That is B-E-S-T-I dot U-S, B-E-S-T-I dot U-S. Brought to you by our good friends at Bestie. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Jasmine. Y'all, this is one of my closest friends, downtown Jenny Brown. (laughs) She is going to talk to us today about relationships and her journey in relationship and what she's 
kind of learning day to day. Jenny is qualified to talk about relationships because she is a living human woman. That's right. And she's had a lot of experience. I've had my fair share. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's start at the beginning. We have nothing but time. So let's talk about your relationship history a little bit. Well, let's see. I think my, my first boyfriend was when I was 18. So I was a little bit of a late bloomer, I would say. Me too, actually. Yeah. Did you wish you had a boyfriend earlier than that? Yes. Me too. Definitely. I felt like, why are, why do people have like boyfriend after boyfriend and no one was asking me out? Like I didn't even get out, asked out to senior prom. It was like devastating actually. Yeah. Did you go to prom? I did. Both times. Or did you go early? Oh, just once. Yeah. When, when did like, you go? I think it was like my senior year. Okay. No. Other than that, it was like a middle school dance, which I don't know if that really counts. But that is not prom. It's, it's not. Nothing like prom. Um, so yeah, when did you get your boy? Were you, how did you meet him? So I guess I was more, I was, I guess I was actually 17. I met him because I was a band geek and we were in band together. What did you play? And he moved from Texas to Greensboro where I went to school. Anyway, okay. he played the French horn. Uh-huh. I played Sexy. The, yeah. I played the bass clarinet, which is sexier. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite bass clarinet jam? Oh, goodness. I can't even, I don't remember the names. Of, I haven't played in so long. I honestly can't remember anything right now. Okay. What bass clarinet, like, what does that even sound like? So, it's, I mean, it's the bass line. So, it, it does, it's not a very exciting part. Yeah. It's like basically yeah. in an orchestra. It's your... But you carry the song, though. The bass is important. I, I mean, yeah, it is important. And I had really good sound. I could mm-hmm. not read music, but I, I had really nice sound. So they, they, that's why they, I was a clarinet player. And they needed two bass clarinet players. So they switched you. So they switched me and this other girl named Jessica because we had a lot of breath. Like we could, we could yeah, just get this. Which is perfect anyway. for a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Holding your breath. It's saving your breath. Mm-hmm. Using your breath. Breathing out of your nose. Mm-hmm. Et cetera. Et cetera. Okay. And so, French Horn, what was his name? Greg. Mm. Solid name. Yeah, I won't get the last name since you never know. Yeah, but, you never know. But anyway, yeah, he was... Um, Had, was he also 17? So, he was a year younger than me. Oh, cougar. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he uh, he was real sweet and shy. Um, and like I said, he moved to our high school um, from Texas. So, you know, I've been in band since I was in... Gosh, elementary, going into middle school. So it do was, you only it was play like the clarinet, new... the bass clarinet? Did you play anything else? <clears throat> no, just uh, I think I tried flute in the very beginning, mm. and I ended up with clarinet. Okay. So, um, and then by middle school, like later in middle school, they needed to bass clarinet. Sure. Part. So you are able to transition at any time. You're resilient, right? Yes. They were like, listen, we get it. Mm-hmm. Four or five years with clarinet. We're going to move you. You're, forget the clarinet. It's in the past. It's in the rear view. Right. You're now base, a bassist. Yeah. Okay. I resisted was it, it at first. Okay, yeah. That's what I was, uh-huh. <laughs> it was hard. Changed. How dare you tell me what instrument to play? Right. That's how that goes. Mm-hmm. But then I felt special when I was actually like 
I won first year in honors band and wow because I could I couldn't read music but I could memorize it and I had a tutor so I memorized the piece I played it and they loved my sound I had good sound Mm -hmm. good air good breath that's right (laughs) right anyway so I met Greg that's hard to do though it's hard to it's a band is hard yeah so like at my high school band they were like be clear they were fucking losers at my high school however and I wasn't cool, by the way. I'm not saying that. Okay. What I'm saying more of is like the band people were were like sus. Yeah. You know, like the backpack past their waist, like w- like walk to class like really fast. Yeah. You know, lots of chains on their jeans. Oh. Some goth vibes happening. Really? Kind of mean to people. Yeah. The band people at your school. But also like nerdy too. Lots of nerds. Yeah. We but they were nerds. like hard as they they were hard workers Mm -hmm. they were hard workers because it's you know for our listeners most of which are local let's be honest (laughs) i'm from north carolina i'm actually canadian but i was raised in north carolina long story long it gets hot as shit here and extremely humid and like these people i never understood Mm -hmm. why band people got such a bad rap because they train so hard they're obviously in school and then they're out in the football field and it's 110 uh-huh. feels like 115 on the worst days yeah. and they're like holding a tuba and like in jeans and long sleeves or they're practicing in like a pseudo uniform mm-hmm. and I, I just think that band folks get a don't deserve the treatment that they've gotten well I guess I was very fortunate because you were a cool band girl and I think we were a cool band. Like, by the time we all... So, where I went to school, we had elementary, middle, and high school. We all came up together. Okay. So, you so were a close-knit group. We were. So, by the time we got to high school, there was no more bullying. There was no more real... I mean, there were groups, but there wasn't, like, you're better than me groups. Like, it wasn't anything like that. That's good. So, it was just that Jenny... Jenny's and Bandgate, that those people enjoyed music. We let them yeah. do their thing, cheerleaders, jocks, whatever. And and everyone was, was cool with each other. Yeah, and I was the. How jo- big was the high school? Oh goodness, we probably had. Was it big? Yeah. Wow. It was Grinsley and Greensboro is pretty big. It's bigger now, but sure, I sure. Would say thirteen hundred people. The cool kids at my school were not that cool. They were kind of dickheads, which I don't think is cool. I was friends with every group of people because I am nice to people because being nice to people is more enjoyable than being a dick. Well, see, there's the point, I think. And you Mm -hmm. and I, I think, are similar in that we're chameleons. We can be all over the place. And my mom made a point to put me... I didn't just do band. Sure. Uh, I was a Girl Scout. I was... Don't that nerdy. But I was a Girl Scout. I was in dance. I did drama. Mm -hmm. I was in honor society in high school. So I was... And we all like grew up together so it wasn't like well-rounded yeah you want to hear a really quick story sure i got kicked out of the daisies which is about the daisies the daisies is pre-brownies pre-girl scouts so like the pre-k i apparently like kicked somebody like or like i was four years old i was living in the bay area of san francisco and i was rowdy to the instructor Mm -hmm. And, and they kicked me out, bro. They banned me for life. Isn't that crazy? 
And that was just... That and that's that. that. And that was the first downward spiral. Hey, the first where, downward spiral. Where yeah. do you go from there if you're kicked out of the daisies? <laughs> Nowhere but up, really. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. So. so you were, did you, what is an Eagle Scout for girls? Did you get up there? So it's, I forgot about the daisies, but it's brown, the brownies. Most people girls, don't know about the daisies, <laughs> Brownies, Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Daisies, brownies, Girl Scouts. And then what? That's it. That's it. And, I, and then you get, you get your merit award. Okay. By the time you're usually a senior. And that's school. like an Eagle Scout, maybe. Yeah. And then you get to go on a trip. We went to Bermuda. So you graduated. I graduated. Wow. You are a nerd. I am. Okay, so Greg. Right. So anyway, he was the new boy so in you, school, in class. Okay. So it was exciting. You hopped on. I'm definitely, um, I like a challenge. Of the the. I'm a romantic, definitely. What's your sun sign? Um, When's your birthday? Oh, I'm a Gemini. June mm-hmm. 11th. Okay. So I'm a very passionate person. Do you know your Venus by chance? I don't. That's your love. How you? My Venus is in Gemini, actually. I feel like every time I read a horoscope, it changes. I don't remember it being like you're a. I know I'm air. Gemini is an air sign, yeah. But that's as far as I've gotten. Okay, so Greg. Greg. So he was the new guy in town. You were. Was it cool that you like got him first? Um, I mean, it, it took a while before we actually, like, went out on a date. Okay. Um, you were courting him. Yeah, I mean, so, it was nice because we were in band together, right? So, you spent a lot of time Is the horn section day. close to the clarinet, the wind section? Yeah, we weren't too far apart. Who was, but you were in front because you were first chair. Well, that was for a whole nother thing, but it just in the daily, like, setup and band. Okay. Um, he might have been a row behind me. All probably. right. So he was like looking at the back of your head the whole time. Yeah, probably behind, you know, to the side. Plot, anyway, plotting his move. I was plotting my move. You, you I was more aggressive. Okay. I've always been the aggressor. Pretty aggressive. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so shoot or shoot. Right. Right. So um, it's worked for me. Yeah. The men that approach me always end up being nuts. But the guys that I approach actually usually end up being good guys. You know what? I would say that's accurate mm-hmm. in my experience as well. Cool. So he, um, yeah, he wasn't taking any action basically. But it, but it's like when you're vibing with somebody, you kind of feel it, right? Yeah. So, and in high school, it's so scary. Yeah. Like I had so many. I have still to this day so many guys from high school who never asked me out. Like, so I'm crying myself to sleep thinking no one likes me. No one's asked me to prom, like I said. And then they hit me up, like, even the week first week into college or even recently. Like, you've always been so hot and cool. Like, I don't know. I miss my... I did should have asked you out. Or, you know what I mean? Like, in high school, we are, like, hot and, like, our boobs grow first. And, like, they're fucking scared. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fear in, in men, I think, that we don't talk about as much. Right. And I think that... We're not there yet in our conversation. Okay. But that was definitely going to be be something I was going to bring up mm-hmm. as far as men are allowed dating to these days. Mm-hmm. We're getting to know people. And and here at Whatever Works with Josh and McDonald, we're big advocates of mental health, of letting boys be themselves and cry and have emotions other than anger. 
because I think that if we taught boys past the age of five that it's okay to feel scared and sad, there would be like way less assault and way less domestic violence and way less shootings, school shootings and all of that stuff. Sure. I mean, right. If we taught, if, you have a if we taught them in general how mm-hmm. to handle their emotions in general, not mm-hmm. just anger. Right. They could communicate better. They could have better relationships the world with themselves would be a, and others. The world would be a better place. Right. I mean, the patriarchy hurts everyone, right? So, like, I've looked into data around this, and, like, past the age of, five, like I said, five, boys are, like, now no longer allowed to feel anything but aggression. Hmm. But, like the little girl will be babied forever and girls can kiki and talk about their feelings up until their dying day. But men are seen as weak if or womanly or feminine or gay or whatever, if they are sad or scared or anything other than like chill, Mm -hmm. like totally at peace and content Mm -hmm. or angry. And I think that causes a lot of issue. And I just think that, you know, we have a long way to go. We've gotten better. Right. Well, because we've we've, uh, come a little ways with therapy Mm -hmm. as far as it being promoted and wellness programs and organizations and... Yeah. If a man is in therapy, I find that very attractive. Yeah, because you're working on yourself. That's right. And you're humble and you're able Mm -hmm. to say, like, this is bothering me. I want to be whole in myself and no longer want this to drag me down. Yeah. You know, I've talked to guys that say they're in therapy and then it turns out they're not, which is like annoying because they're, that's just dishonesty. But when I, when someone says like, I go weekly by weekly to therapy for whatever reason, I mean, I think ever if you experienced a childhood, you should be in therapy, which is every person. <laughs> and I just, just want to say that's a privilege to have therapy. It's expensive. This country's, everything in this country is broken so um not everyone can afford it i just want to make sure we understand that yes but if you can get to it in some way get to it right and there and i find it sexy in men when they do it when they're involved in their own healing i think that's hot definitely 100 percent. yeah so how did it happen with greg well so at some point i i remember walking up to the parking lot with him just chatting. So I guess we kind of flirted here and there, but you know, and I was just trying to like get to know him. And then, um, I basically asked him out. I can't remember exactly what I said, but somehow I, I remember feeling like I've, I'm the one that asked him out. Mm-hmm. Good for so, you. um, which is not like part of the course, especially as a teenager too. Like right. we're taught, we're taught to be courted. Well, I was always not shy. I was always a little awkward. Like Men with men and women, like just um, uh, one example I can really remember that stands out is um, to the most popular girl in school. We're talking like early middle school. What was her name? Becky. Shelby. Becky. Okay. And <laughs> I remember one day going up to Becky. Becky with an I or a Y. Y. Okay. Classic. Classic Becky. Mm-hmm. I want to say her last name right now so bad, but anyway, she. I walked up Williams to her. Williams or something like that. Keep going. I, I, I walked up to her and I was like, you are so pretty. Aw. You look just like my mom when she was young. Women supporting women. Not for Becky. Oh, no. Becky was like, ew, like, that's so weird. Ugh. Yeah. Bitch. 
and she was bitchy about it. Aww. So it kind of hurt my feelings, of and course. I kind of felt like an idiot because I'm sitting there like being to vulnerable. Me, my mom was everything, and my mom was and is gorgeous. Sure. And I was like, and she really did look a lot like a young Susie. Anyway, and that's hard when I had to learn that. Like I thought it was humble. To say, like, oh, no, no, no. Like, oh, you're so pretty. Nah, nah, nah. But then through inventory and self-reflection, I what I realized was, you know, it, the person is stepping into a vulnerable place to give you that compliment. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of dash it away mm-hmm. or minimize what they said, it can kind of hurt, too. And I learned that from, I had a girlfriend, and this has happened forever. Like, you look just like, blah 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 this celebrity or you know my friend or like my neighbor this girl said and I kind of took it as a as an insult I was like oh my god do I have an every girl face or whatever which is my ego but then I was like drinking at the time with some friends from high school and this is like past college at this point like a reunion sort of gig and this girl we're like half in the bag and she says like you look just like my friend and I said it lovingly, but I was like, you know, I don't actually like it when, like, people say that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't take it personally, but it's funny, like, kind of more of a conversation opener versus, like, an attack on her. And she said, no, well, my college roommate actually died. Mm-hmm. And when I'm with you, it feels like I'm with her spirit. Wow. And that's when it kind of clicked, like, that's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a vulnerable, loving moment, that person's. And I felt so bad. Mm. And I didn't, thank God I didn't come at her, you know. Mm. Fuck. But she was like, I was like, oh, I'm an asshole. I need to just say thank you next time. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's happened since. And I'm like, you know what, thank you so much. Because the truth is, no one's going to tell you, like, you look just like that person I hate so much. Like, it's always a compliment. Mm -hmm. If it's you look like someone I care about, Mm -hmm. it's a loving thing to do. Right. So I Becky agree. was a bitch. Well, so, but I mean, she was... You guys were also like girl. 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's super like She was awkward. Insecure. Yeah. But who goes up to another girl and says, you're so beautiful, you look like my mom. Like, it's just an awkward thing. I don't it's think a that's sweet a normal... Thing. It was sweet, but awkward. So anyway. Okay. She, um, so I've always kind of been a little bit like that. I'm awkward, I think, sometimes. And just a little maybe too aggressive with my what I feel about someone anyway I don't remember if that was awkward or not I think it was pretty casual um and I somehow invited him to go to the park so we went he picked me up Mm -hmm. well we're not talking about the actual date yet but go ahead yeah so he um I remember he just picked me up we went to the park and it was the first time um like we walked around and then the park closed and we stayed in the parking lot and we kind of just brushed hands. So, cute. so then we ended up holding hands in the Aww. car and just Who all was the feelings L-17? were there, all the like sexual anxiety, but nothing else happened. Sure. 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 Were you a virgin? Yeah. Yes. Was he a virgin? Yeah. As far as, uh, as far as I can remember. Yes. Did you sure. guys hook up? Not that night. But you did. Oh did, yeah. Did you lose his, your virginity? I lost my virginity to him. Did he lose his virginity to you? Yes. That is so special. It was. It is. That's really special. It was. Um, That's special. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was the first time. How long did you date? A couple of years. Wow. Okay, so that's 17, so you are a junior. Right. 
And then he was a sophomore. He was a year behind. Oh, that's right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it was nice until I went off to college. And he mm. stayed behind, right? Mm-hmm. And so... But that, you guys did not break up when you went to college? No. I think he wanted to, but didn't really... Do it. Do it. Pull the trigger. And I went home every weekend. Mm-hmm. I came. I, I went to school here in Raleigh. And okay. I went home every weekend that first year. Did you go to, to a, co- a co-ed school? No, I went to Meredith. Oh. So that made it even more. Which nice. is an all-girls school. Right. Did right. you choose an all-girls school because you had a boyfriend? No, my mom chose Meredith for me. My mom did. She thought it would... I was, I was sheltered. Mm-hmm. I was definitely sheltered. And she didn't think I could handle a bigger school. Okay. At the time. Okay. Um, Even though it's right quite, next to uh, NC State. I still don't really know why. NCC. But Meredith is a great school. Oh, very, and, very um, nice school. My, my, Hard to get into. Right. And I think I got Expensive into... Expensive also. Private. I think I got into UNCG, App, and Meredith. Maybe NC, NC State. And then um, Carolina was on the waiting list, so I was like, well... That's good. Um, okay. So anyway, it, it was good. How Meredith did you break up? Good. So that was bad. <laughs> um, so I, so the next year he goes off to Rochester for school. Okay. He's in school of music. Oh wow! He, he pursued music as his career. French so, horn professional. Yes, really good, talented, and very talented. And so he went off to the Eastman School of Music. Well, I uh, got really really actually depressed sure i struggled with it i struggled the first year with being homesick i was yeah perhaps my mom was a little right which but um anyway so i didn't get much usually are i didn't get much done the first two years i was just anxiety ridden depressed um so i did not handle it well Mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to say yeah and i remember visiting him i finally went to visit him and I got up there, and of course he had a roommate, you know, it's a dorm room, um, so we didn't really have too much private time, but I remember during the day, he would still, he didn't take time off for me to be there, so he was going to classes, well, I kind of followed him one day, to, um, or somehow met up with him, and I found him with another girl. Oh, no. Like, not making out, but they were, this girl had been at a camp the summer before, mm-hmm. and I felt, I felt there was some vibing going on we there. We always know. Yeah, I knew. So the minute I saw her, I was like, "Hell no!" Yeah. So he he was like, "Yeah, we've been doing our thing." <gasps> what? Yeah. So basically, we've been banging. Basically, yeah. wow, Greg. Yeah. So I'll say this: I dated one nerd. Okay. I thought, well, he's not a musician. He's not an athlete. He's not a frat guy. So surely, this will be better. It wasn't. No. That has nothing that to do. Yeah, you might as well date a hot athlete if you're still gonna. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I learned my lesson with that one nerd. Listen, if you have to go into a relationship and be like, oh, I mean, he, no, I mean, I could like him. I could, I could like him. I listen. I'm not shallow. Okay, I could date a guy that you know is okay looking. Run. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. That's my new thing. Not new. It's not that new. But it's, yeah, I'm no longer doing that. I learned my lesson. So Greg cheated on you, your first boyfriend. Yeah, he cheated on me. And he chose to tell me, instead of telling me from states away, he told me when I got 
to Rochester, New York. Like, he didn't tell me. I found out. you drove out. up. No, I flew there. Duh. So, and you caught say, him red-handed, and he just fessed up immediately. Well, they were practicing in a room together. It wasn't, they weren't, you know, having sex in the room. But I could tell. You they just, were and then, and then he And then he told me. What a piece of shit. Basically, well, right. So, I had to go up there to find out. I'm in a place I don't know. You know what this is giving? Biz Marquis, just a friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. When he goes up to college and... Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, I, needless to say, I wanted to get out of there as fast as possible. Oh, God. So, I called my Heart mom and I got, a, I got a flight home sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, by the way, the whole time I was there, we went out once. Rochester, New York, this is like in the fall. Hold on. So... When, sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. When, so your trip was like, like how many days long? Five days long originally? Let's say five, sure. All right, whatever. Know. How how soon into the trip did you find out Greg was cheating on you with the other girl in the band? Probably this third, by the third day, second or third day. I can't remember. Okay. I was not there more than a few days. You didn't go out with him after the fact though. Did you go out to dinner or something? After I found out? Yeah. No. Hell no. So before that, mm-hmm. I just remember us having one kind of evening together, and we left Rochester. It's literally an in, it's a world inside of a, you know, like people were rollerblading inside. It's that cold. Okay. In fall and the winter, you don't sure. go out. Upstate New York. Yeah. Close to, very close yeah. to Canada. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't go out there. Like here we go out, and some people do, in shorts. Sure. Like right now, you know, beautiful mm-hmm. days like this, but seventy five in a fucking right. February. Mm-hmm. But in the fall and winter, in uh, you know, in Rochester, upstate New York, you're not going out really. Everything is inside. So we, but we went out once, and that was to get hot chocolate. I think we walked down the street, got hot chocolate. So we didn't even do anything fun, like a date, date. Do the yeah. So anyway, idiot. I found out. I could tell there was something going on. Yeah, he admitted it. Distant. I was ready to go home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so Asshole. I I get I get a plane back um like two days early. Right. And my mom met me um and picked me up right in Greensboro. But anyway, the point is is I was a wreck. Mm. Straight up a wreck. And I'd already been depressed and anxiety ridden when he left. So now these are unhealthy, you know. It's very formative though, right? Like it's, it, it's funny. We have this similar story. My first boyfriend was very late in the game, and um, he also cheated on me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I finally have a relationship that everyone seems to get so easily. Right. And then this piece of shit cheats on me. It's kind of subconsciously, and then consciously, if I'm not careful, this is all I get. Well, I was, Yes. But also, I mean, that was my experience. Yeah. Like, I'm going to settle. And I actually took that man back, and we got, we were engaged for a time. Like, my self-esteem was in the shitter. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I would do that probably, I did that later in life. Mm-hmm. I think it's not that uncommon. But as the first love, right, I was, oh, I was funny. obsessed with him. Sure, sure, sure. What happened was, it would be a pattern mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. was that I started the codependent thing like my life was all about his life right he would come up to raleigh when he was still in high school and he would come up to see me and we would go to he was in a band here and i would go with him if he traveled 
you know, somewhere else to go play music, I would go with him and see him. I don't even remember having a hobby of my own. Right. I was, I was right. obsessed. So there was a lot of unhealthy stuff going on <clears throat> for me. Um, you didn't have your own interests. You didn't have your own plans. It started out as a similar interest with music and band. Sure. Oh, that's then true. It, then it became, but when I got to college, I no longer played an instrument. Right. I dropped that and I was just in college mm -hmm. and I didn't, um, I, I, by my sophomore, into my sophomore year, I got more friends and I did some partying and I became like a regular old college student. Good. But up until that, I was still consumed by everything he was doing, even when he moved away. So him... So it like was like losing my self completely. Identity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And lose, and having, I mean, him cheating on you and you finding out was like divinely inspired I think maybe not divinely inspired let me take that back it wasn't divinely inspired in the sense that God inspired him to cheat on you I mean he's just an asshole but thank God you found out because then you could create your own life without him it took a while and I did talk to him after that like on the phone and I think I saw him a couple of times in person mm -hmm. but we never got back together per se um I'm not a fan of Greg, gotta be honest. Right. Yeah. But also, you know, what, you're 18, 19, 18, right? So, in all fairness, mm -hmm. how many 18-year-olds stay together? Almost none. You're exploring. I should have, I, I... Oh, for sure. I'm I so glad that none of my early, early relationships have worked out, honestly. Right. So, while he didn't handle it well... If or any of them. It's a first relationship. Yeah. You've got to learn from them. You're not out the gate, like, perfect by any means. No, God, no. You know, you. I, 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 I look at it, and I know that this is a person that, you know, we're very young. He doesn't know how to handle it. He could have said, yeah, we need to break up. But he knew me as a person and how, I think, how sad it would have made me. Sure. I don't think it was all selfish. Oh, God. Truly. I think it was like, let me watch out. He's also person. a I child. Want to avoid yeah. Breaking this person's heart. Hopefully, he never did that again. Who knows? I didn't keep in touch with him too Good. long after that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, so then I proceeded to, like, I had my girlfriends that I was making. We yeah. were partying at state or with, you know, Carolina boys, state boy, you know, yeah. where the girls go. You were a regular college kid at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so. We had a great time and had lots of adventures. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah. Um, do you want to take a quick break? Yes. Okay. Okay, we're back. So, was Greg your first kiss, though? No. So, so... When I was in, so still in high school, I think I was about 15, 16 probably actually. I was, um, church was a big part of my life, young, like young life. Okay. And we would go on mission projects and stuff like that. Well, we had, um, counselors, youth counselors. One of them was a man who, gosh, he, at the time he had, he was 43. So I'm 16, right? I know he was 43. I remember this. Anyway, he... That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, so he preyed on me, like, pursued 100%. me. 100%. Um, and I just remember him just being really friendly on the trips. Like, we would kind of walk to the side. And I remember thinking, um, 
you know, let me say this too. I had my, my real father growing up. I saw him like every other weekend, but he was a Vietnam vet and had a lot of problems. PTSD. PTSD, depression, alcoholism. He was not 100% there. We don't take care of our veterans. <clears throat> right. So he was my grandfather and then grandparents both sides raised me a lot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so I don't know if I was looking to art like as a father figure almost. It kind of felt like, here's this man I trusted, right? Sure. And we just hit it off, got along really well. I always loved uh, art, music artisan the arts and music and he kind of was he was mature like the guys my age he's 43 he's a grown man the guys my age they weren't also talking like, about art and like sure you were you were a old soul mm -hmm. and you but here here's the thing you didn't hit it off with him <laughs> right. okay no. he's a fucking grown man predator. Predator. he's a predator for he's sure. a pedophile for sure 100 percent for sure. It's disgusting. It was. I'm really sorry that happened. Me too. Oh, God. But because I, so I had enough sense and enough self-worth that by the end, towards the end of it, he was calling me at my house, my parents' house. <gasps> I would go, I, I think I went over to his place like two times. Anyway. Oh, my God. One time when I went over. Were you like making out on the reg? No, no, no. There, no. So there was one time towards the end. Where he was we made out, you. where we made out some, like he touched me and he kissed me. Oh my god! So my first kiss since you asked was when I was like sixteen by a forty-three-year-old man. Fuck. My first, my first sexual experience with yes. a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that? My first kiss was with a thirty-year-old man, and I was also sixteen. Yeah. They're out here. So. I don't know exactly what I needed and what I was looking for, but certainly not that. And I was, I was. You were a child. Right. You were a child. But I was. Victimized. Victimized for sure. But there was some part of me though that liked it, right? Like I thought. You're a human being that likes love and attention. Yeah, like the love and other... attention. So that, sure. that validation, love and attention. So you had no man. part, you had no part in that relationship. Um, the Greg thing, we're in a, this is a different playing field. Right. So. Anyway, I had enough sense. I'll never forget him calling me at my parents' house, and I was just like, I don't want you to call here anymore. We're not doing this. What the fuck? I never told anybody, but somehow my mom figured it out because I somehow messed up mentioned that me and a, the friend went to his place. It probably happened to her, too. You know um, what I'm saying? I don't know. She was floored, of course, as she should have been. But I didn't. Oh my God. I didn't tell anybody at the church. I didn't tell her, and it kind of just got brushed under the thing. Nobody, nobody went after him. Guaranteed there are other victims. Guaranteed. He moved, and I don't know what, you know. God so he didn't stay in the church. Um, and he we got, can check the registry. And he got married. So it moved, <sighs> moved to a different church. But anyway, I... Did she have a young daughter? I was at least proud of myself. I don't remember her having children. I was at least proud of myself for being aware enough at that point to be like, this is Something wrong, right. this ain't okay, yeah. leave me alone. Sure. So and he did, because he knew he'd get in trouble. He too. know he'd, yeah, 16 will give you... 20. But in the moment, I was in, I was like in La La Land for this guy sure, being sure. victimized. So I didn't, it, it took a minute for me to catch on and like mm. shut it down. So. Good God almighty. Yeah. So that was actually my first kiss and my first sexual experience. Like besides just messing around when I was little, I can't, I can remember since four, like messing around with boys. Yeah. I was very, my mom, like I was, I've always, I've, was always a very sexually like inquisitive um, 
Give me old wheels grease. Yeah, kissing some boys. So it's technically that's why I kiss boys back in the playground. You know. I'm pro ho. I'm right. That's okay. I, I was. There but ain't anyway. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Get it on, girl. Um, but certainly they were my age, and it was child's play, and like you got whatever. Anyway, that was a very what do you think? Awful experience. Yeah, I'm really, really sorry that happened to you. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry it happened to me. I'm sorry it has happened to every woman I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a lot of predators out there, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you think that romance is an extremely important part of life yes. still to this day? It's a... I mean, you thought that then, but do you think it now still? So when I was a young woman... Um you know, listening to Duran Duran or whatever other right. things I listened to. I fantasized all the time about the perfect guy and mm-hmm. tall, dark, and handsome. Literally tall, dark. Like, in my mind, I was going to get married someday to a dark hair, like, a man with dark hair. It was... Like Prince Eric. Yeah. Sure. Um, Prince Eric was hot from The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. He was a babe. Totally. 100%. Yes. So, definitely fell into the whole princess thing you know handsome prince sure i mean whole we, thing. we're inundated with that material right every, did every single disney movie and and music as well but like the disney movie stuff is always male centered mm-hmm. and i think you know love can be a beautiful thing but it's always like john smith saves pocahontas mm-hmm. you know prince eric saves ariel mm-hmm. the uh, prince charming literally prince charming saves snow white from a right. coma you know, it's all, all Grimm's fairy tales were written by two men, and that's always the damsel in distress archetype. Right. You know, Camelot. I mean, every story, Romeo and Juliet. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'm 45, so when I was younger, I, I guess what I've seen is, you know, feminism and like women, like all, everything's been around since the beginning of time. But sure. For some reason, maybe I just noticed it later in life where. Yeah. Or certainly since I've been what out of mean? college. What do you so, mean about the feminism thing? So before I had to do it, like, live on my own, take care of myself, stuff like that, I yeah. think I was pretty sheltered. And I had this idea, ideal, I guess, of what marriage should look like, what I should look for. Um, a provider, a financial. provider, yeah. and that he should look like, you know, it should be, it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that's not realistic. Right. I mean, I had a lot of that because I was married once, and I had, I had definitely, and he had dark, dark hair. Okay. <laughs> actually, so it actually worked you out. Found your friends charming. I did. Good but, for you. Yeah. So, uh, what's my point here? My point is that delusion, maybe, mm-hmm. of what you'll have, the house, the guy, the this that, mm-hmm. and so that's what I thought I wanted. Sure. I think I don't think it's delusional to want that. I don't think it's delusional at all. I think it's just a it's a it's a falsity to be taught that those things will make you will then in turn complete you and make you happy. Right. Thank you. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting all of that and I don't think it's delusional to have a standard for what you want. Right. But I think the disconnect is again the house, the car, the ki- you know whatever. Mm. Well, like I was in a very committed relationship I mean, this guy wanted to marry me, and I was not happy at all, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I've been very unhappy and happy both in and out of relationship. I don't, and I think that the common thread is it's not about external circumstances at all. 
Sure. I think relationship buffers the cold, dark world we live in. Mm-hmm. If it's a healthy one or if you, it's your, you know, we're in a good spot. Right. I think it makes life a little bit softer, mm-hmm. but I don't think it makes it, it like if I'm unhappy and I'm in a, and I get in a relationship and a relationship won't make me happy. If I'm happy and I get in a relationship, it will make me happier. Right. Oh, definitely. For sure. I was the latter for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for long for up until not too 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 long ago, right? So sure. where I was like, this is gonna fill my void. Sure. This is gonna fill. This is gonna complete me. Mm-hmm. This is gonna make me just a whole person. Because love is all I need. <laughs> because <laughs> person. Oh, by the way, this isn't gonna fill your void. Does not sell books, movies, music. Right. Like. Prince Charming, you know, Cinderella story. And at the end of the story, she was like, damn, I'm still kind of unhappy. Like, that wouldn't have sold Disney movies. Right. They and cut it, that part out. Yeah. And feminism was the wrong word to use. But I guess what I was trying to say is that there's this ideal, like, this image that I have that that's going to make me complete or whole or happy. Yeah. The, the man, the house, the car. Right. And okay. it used to be, you know, nowadays, the Disney movies and the this, there's a... Not equality. I'm trying to think of how I'm, I don't look. I don't see Disney movies and princesses and all that the same way. You know. Sure. Delusion smashed. Smashed. Mm-hmm. And I definitely know that I can do things on my own, take care of myself. Whereas sure. before, when I was younger, it was get this, you'll be taken care of. That right. kind of thing. Right. So, right. and I think that's kind of been princesses. You know, they've tried to kind of change it to meet where we are, where there's more. You know, you are okay in yourself. You don't need a man. You don't yeah. need this. You don't need that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So that's kind of where I was going with all that. Yeah. But um, the the narrative is starting to change. Correct. That's, which is good. Right. It is good. But I think for a long time, I followed men thinking, when I get the one that it's going to be everything, complete me, take care of me. 100%. That's right? what we're all taught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. Because sure. obviously... I'm spending now, I've spent years now trying to re, like, rework, yeah, rewire, redo sure. all that. Your brain that has been trained. And you're conditioned to think that, mm-hmm. by the way. But do you think you can find love outside of a romantic relationship? Definitely. Okay, what do you mean? I mean, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I have some really beautiful friendships that are... And we're, like, we have an intimate, non... Don't get, don't get excited, everybody. <laughs> A non-sexual, but how, albeit intimate, yeah. relationship right. where it feels like I'm alone when I'm around you and other friends of mine that are very close to me in the sense that not like I'm alone in a crowded room and no one understands. It's not that. It's mm-hmm. I don't have to have a mask on. I can, when I talk to you, it's like telling my, di- like writing in a diary. It's like I trust you fully. I know Anything and everything I say will be kept confidential, and I don't have to perform. I can just be. Right. Which is, like, more intimate than I've had with many of my boyfriends. Right. So, yeah, love is definitely... There's tons of different types of love. For sure. Absolutely. There's a lo- I have a, a whole other level of love for my child, mm. for my parents, mm-hmm. friends... Talk to um, us about sure. your child, love you have for your child. What does that feel like? I mean, what it's that is my greatest love. It uh, yeah, it should be myself. But once you have a kid, it's just not. It's just not 
Right. Um, but I'm learning also how to have that healthy relationship and not be, you know, leave a, my, my child can't fill that void either. Like mm. I can't be codependent on my kid. God no. either. Yeah. So I've had to work this past year a lot on self love, um, uh, codependency and other things that, mm. um, in my relationships with men, you know, trying to stuff the void with outside things sure. other than me and my spiritual connection or spirituality that mm -hmm. I'm finding. Right. So, sure. Um, and what do you think spirituality is? I think it's the connection that, um, for me, it's been a connection back to myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm able to, at the end of the day, I can honestly say I'm going to be okay. It's right. like this trust, trust in something greater than me is mm -hmm. going to carry me through. Mm -hmm. But that connection, it, it comes back to me though. It's still within me. Like it's, I don't mm -hmm. really know how to explain that. No, I get that. I mean, that's the highest self, right? Highest self. That's a good way to put and it. And like the God in me recognizes the God in you. Yes. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, like our, our intuition, mm -hmm. And I grew up Catholic, Catholicism, you'd call it the Holy Spirit, right. you know, and you might call it, you know, your highest self, mm -hmm. you could call it like a deep knowing yeah. or in, you know, whatever Christianity might be like God in prayer, mm -hmm. but it's all the same thing. I think. Yes, I agree. It's just trusting that everything is working out for my highest and finest good. Even if it's not working out, it's because it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And if it's not working out and I really wanted it, it's because I'm making bad decisions mm -hmm. in my guides and in God or, you know, spirit universe, etc., right. are intervening on my bad decision making. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I mean, it's like soul searching mm -hmm. that to me, I, you know, God to me, God, I see God through other people. Mm hmm. So I'm God having these, on. right. And I'm having some very loving and intimate relationships with other souls. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Including my own. <laughs> like, and like, I'm starting me. to shift to in dating as, as opposed to like, he's going to save me or it's going to finally complete me. I haven't thought that in a long time, but that's again, the story we're fed as children mm -hmm. and shifting it to, I get to experience this other person and learn more about myself mm -hmm. through the relationship. Right. And also I get to kind of fact find this person and see if I even want to be with them. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a segment that in the, I've been guilty of missing out on that piece of the, do I want to be with this person thing? Mm -hmm. Piece. Um, like I'm like gathering information. Right. Like when I'm on a date, I'm gathering information. Right. And that's it. That's what dates should be for. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and even in relationship, you know, like, well, I've, of, I've been with this guy for two years, so I don't want to break up with him because mm -hmm. it's, it's a waste of two years. And I don't think that's true anymore. Like, I think mm -hmm. it either, I am guilty of not breaking things off when I should, probably for the reason Greg didn't want to, right? It's like, I don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And their comfort is more important than mine. Right. And I don't want to, like, be the arbitrator of hurt feelings and, you know, be blamed or whatever. So I'll, like, stay unhappy or take the L 
over and over until some other cataclysmic thing happens. Or I just or, wait for them to dump me eventually. Usually. Right. Or if you're dating, you know, you haven't developed a full-on relationship, let's say. But if we're talking about dating, people just ghost you. Mm-hmm. They can't explain, hey. Yeah, let's talk about that. So online dating. dating. You're talking about online dating, right? Yeah, I guess mainly. Yeah. Or, or in dating, general. Just in general. Modern, modern dating. Right. Which actually, you know, if you don't really know a person, I guess you're not really completely ghosting them. You haven't really spent a long time really developing a relationship with yeah. them. But, I mean, people won't address the hard stuff, right? They'll just either dip. Dip. They're, they'll have a relationship and they'll get fulfilled, satisfied on the side with somebody else and mm-hmm. live two lives Absolutely. That's what I've experienced. Yeah. And when you're 19 and you fuck like, up in college, I think it's a different story. Oh, that's exploring. You see what I'm saying? Credit. Yeah. That's like, I don't, I'm not, I'm, listen, Greg is not off the chopping block here for me. Like, you know, he, <laughs> he's also like, you know, 19, he could have said something and, but I've, and I've, I've done that. Like I fucked that up before. Um, I should have dumped someone and said I cheated on them. I'm not proud of that. Um, it was my way out, and that's not right, and I've right. never done that again. And this was, like, very early on in my life, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when you're a grown adult, mm-hmm. and you're late tw- mid-20s, 20s, 30s, and beyond, and you are living a double life, you're just a dickhead. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's negligent. Extremely negligent behavior. Um, it's not okay. It's definitely not okay. And um, I think it comes from... A deep sense of extreme insecurity. I was just about to say. Mm-hmm. And everything I've read about it, too, because I've read a lot. But um, Beyonce got cheated on, okay? Yeah. So did Halle Berry. Lest we forget, Elizabeth Hurley got cheated on. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, one thing... Uh, it's not about the victim of the infidelity. It's about some sort of discourse within the, the cheater. Right. And once you... And this is not something I came up with, but once you realize that it's something going on with the other person internally with them, their insecurities, it's, it's about them. It's not about Always how about they them. see you. Sure. Uh, once you understand that, then it's easier to bounce move back. on and bounce back and not, you know, as you go through these trials and tribulations trials and, yeah, and experiences in life, yeah. you hopefully, you know, learn to not take things so personal mm-hmm. and you're how what's the best way to to get over a breakup in your experience i feel like breakup um, tips with jenny downtown jenny brown well with anything the the heart with heartbreak um just breakups in general hard things in life action is what does it for me okay so what i have to take like? either opposite action or just some form of action so that looks like me um taking time to focus on new things I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. what do I want out of life? Yeah. What do I want? A gift of a breakup is like a, a reevaluation of where my life is. Right. Like in, right. in a breakup of anything, a friendship, any sort of ending gives us the opportunity to really take stock of what is going on in my life outside of the happening on. So like a, a job loss, a friendship mm-hmm. breaking up, a really a romantic relationship or any sort of family drop, like, you know, it's a time for me to be like, hold on, something's not going right. What's? I mean, you shed a you shed a layer of skin, right? You you yeah. lost a little piece of yourself. For sure. You know, and you're having to start anew, mm-hmm. separate from that person. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was a 
dear friendship or a romantic relationship or let's say a job you have lost. yeah i mean those are or someone dying those are all you you grieve for all those things 100 percent. grief is definitely its own pro you know it's a process mm -hmm. and in my experience the way i've gotten through grief is talking about it with people that are going through the same thing mm -hmm. also so any kind of therapy Mm, amen. Asked. Yeah. Therapy, one-on-one -on -one therapy. Yeah. Going back to like childhood origin stuff mm -hmm. has helped me a lot. Like doing, like I've talked about before, EMDR mm -hmm. is really helpful. Like if I get dumped by a piece of shit guy and I'm distraught about it for any length of time, mm -hmm. I need to look at why that is as opposed to like mm -hmm. celebrating that this demonic person walked out. For right. Sure. And that's been a huge part of my mm -hmm history and what I'm even going through now. Yeah. I have to take a look at okay, that happened. There's not I can't do anything about it now except for learn from it. The whole point is to like right. get to know yourself better, your needs better mm -hmm. and pursue what you really need. Yeah. From a uh, an ideal partner. Like I know I want you know, I know I don't want a cheater. I don't want a some of these things seem pretty obvious, but, you know, when you're caught up in it. Anyway, sure, sure, sure. you know, you're you're trying to get the most out of life, have the best experiences, have, I don't know, you're going to have a lot of different relationships. So it's not like there's one, there's not one set goal or relationship, I don't think. Yeah. Like I'm moving through these different experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's um, a good way to look at it. Because I've been, I don't feel this way now, but I've, in the past years ago, mm -hmm. felt guilty of like, well, if I marry this guy, then I'm done now. Yes. And that's attractive to me in the set, not marrying this guy. I mean, there's right. no one I've dated that I would have, I, I would want back. I'll be clear about that. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. I'm glad. Right. There's not the one that got away, yeah. which I'm happy for. You right. know, you hear those, you know, songs about that. And that right. would be a sad a yearning that I, I don't want to experience. I'm, you know, I thank them for their service and move the <laughs> fuck on. Uh, that said, you know, um, I, uh, yeah, I mean. There's just all these experiences that are accumulation of who I am. Sure. Like so, I'm moving through them. I'm just moving along. Right. right. Now I didn't, I, that just dawned on me literally right in this moment that that's what I am now doing. I'm not set on trying to find a person to complete me, fulfill me, make my life better. Do I get lonely? Yes. But like when I'm, I want someone who I can enjoy life with. Right. Period. And I'm even if that's a, a, for a year or two days or a, a weekend, it does, it can change. A lunch hour. A lunch hour. Listen, <laughs> what I was saying before is the, attra what's attractive about the settling down for me is this, again, this like, delusion mm -hmm. that I will then no longer have hardship or this old right. story, right? Like I don't enjoy, it's hard to date. Like it's hard to put yourself out there and like, you gotta, sometimes mm -hmm. I'm in the mood and I'm like, shoot my shot and all things are going, you know, well, mm -hmm. and I'm stoked on it. And mm -hmm. then other times I'm like, man, I don't want to go through this shit again. I don't want to tell somebody what my career was like or mm -hmm. my life fucking story. Right. Like, I want to just be comfortable mm -hmm. and yeah. time and time again, I have been, it's been very made evident to me that my path from spirit, God, the universe, etc., is not a comfortable one. Mm -hmm. It's an, a beautiful, fulfilling, exciting, sparkly, glittery, iridescent, mm -hmm. 
one, but it's not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. It's not conventional. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's different. Mm -hmm. And I'm not different and special, like better than anyone. It's more like this, like I'm trying to conform to Mm -hmm. certain, like, you know, the white picket fence, two and a half kids, et cetera. And that's it. Who knows what will happen in the future? But like, you know, I'm 32 and that has just not been my calling. Like I've, sometimes in moments of weakness wanted to force that mm-hmm. and even even though my heart's truly not in it mm-hmm. because I feel like it'll be easier because I don't want to have to be vulnerable again right. but I the, I need to continue to more and more levels of vulnerability for sure and also if your expectation is that then what happens well what happens if you meet it then what if you right. get all those things in which we talked and about then what, right? what also happens if you don't get all those things like right is that it like so yeah fast forward to 20 years from now and I don't have the things I think I need like let's say the things I think I need are like a mansion and a boat and an Oscar like these are like you know pipe dreams from childhood as opposed to like the white picket fence but still dreams nonetheless still Mm -hmm. expectations nonetheless Mm -hmm. of what I think my life should look like it's not the conventional wife and kids thing Mm -hmm. but it is my own desires and and idea of what my life should look like Mm -hmm. if I don't get that is that it for me like do I just throw in the towel or do I continue to practice radical acceptance and vulnerability and figure out how can I be happy joyous and free in every and any circumstance yeah definitely and I think that's how you have to go about life life. Mm -hmm. yeah and also with dating like you go go into a date just thinking uh my only expectation is to just you know have have some fun like keep it light absolutely i think a lot of people it's supposed to be are going fun. in with expectations of this is it this sure. is going to be the guy yeah this is going to be the one because the guy i ain't lonely anymore right. and all things solved and the like, guy and the one will be make me happy and i'll have a warm landing and i'll have a soft like you said a soft landing and I'll be happy and I won't, and everything will be beautiful and nothing will hurt. And, you know, I have married friends that have said, I want to fucking leave my husband all the time. Or I want to, you know, my husband who I love dearly, who I never want to leave, breaks my heart all the time by just, you know, just conflict or just negligent mm-hmm. vocabulary or, you know, not meaning to. Like, I guess my point in that is saying, like, there is no everything to anyone for the rest of my life, throughout my stages and changes and transformations, as I continue to grow into the woman I hope to one day be, right. which I, which the moving target is constantly, it's constantly moving around. Like who I am today was different from yesterday. Because right. every day I'm trying to grow. Mm-hmm. And so to expect someone to flow with me through every stage of my life for the rest of it, which mm-hmm. hopefully is 100 years from now when I die naturally in my sleep, at 132, you know, how could I expect one person? Yeah, exactly. I don't see why with modern technology I couldn't live to be two or 300 years old. Mm-hmm. That's from Talladega Nights. It's like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's unrealistic and not fair to the partner to expect that. Right. They're coming. It's not fair to the person. Each person is coming to the with their own set of stuff. With their own set of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the their own can, expectations. The best you can hope for is that, and this is me coming from my experience, mm-hmm. the, 
the what I want at this point is just to laugh mm. and enjoy someone's company. Have fun. And it just naturally flows. Great. I just don't go beyond that anymore. Great. Am I going to get a second date? Am I going to go marry this person? Am I going to Is go... the other person going to get a second date with me? Yeah. I mean... That's a real question. Well, yes. Like, let's shift that, that's, right? That's very... Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're I welcome. Don't, but I don't... I'm not thinking... I'm truly not... Well, I guess it's not great that I'm not expecting much, but I'm ha I'm surprised when things happen naturally and I just click with somebody, it's just, it's beautiful, whether it's a romantic relationship or otherwise. Sure. And, and you're I just going to connect with some people and you're not with others. And that's okay. And you're going to love somebody at one point in your life and then not forever. Yeah. Some people do, some people don't. And I think not having expectations is different from not having standards. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yes. I, that's exactly what I like. Meant. There. Are, yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's. I know. That's what you meant, yeah. baby. Yeah. I don't. Um, if you could give us one one piece of advice for love, and maybe even say it to your inner child, your inner Jenny, your your baby downtown Jenny Brown, <laughs> what would it be? Oh goodness. I guess just sounds cheesy, but stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, that awkward little girl that was complimenting Becky. Yeah. Just be awkward. Just, it's okay. It's actually better than okay. Because people need to be told they're loved or they're pretty or they're yeah. needed or they're wanted. And I think I have a lot of love to give. Sometimes that's intimidating to people. Mm -hmm. Other people are more ready to be more vulnerable and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. want that. That we can receive that. Other people, I think it's about their level of able to receive it, too. right? And so, like, and I want it too. I want to give and I want to take it. I don't want to just take it, I want them both. Like, like when I felt offended that people said I looked like you know every Tom, Dick, and Harry that they knew, I was I didn't love myself at all. I didn't know myself. I was young, I didn't know, I didn't, I mean, I'm still young, but I didn't love myself at all. I mean, I was living in LA, I was partying constantly. I had absolutely no self-esteem. I was in sure. that a, a relationship with the man I almost married who was right. extremely abusive. Right. And I thought I was worthless, right? So, like, any sort of love was kind of gross to me. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't get it. Like, why would you love me, right? Okay. And that's, I mean, 10 years ago. So, yeah. if, you're, if you're a psychopath listening to this, don't get your hopes up. That's no longer me. But now, today, I do love myself and I'm growing in that love every day. And so... When someone says something nice to me, I don't go on the affront, right? Like, I'm like, wow, thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Well, also, it's learning, like, what love is. So, love isn't you're hot or having God, know, no. great sex or... Mm -hmm. What those, is love? Those can be intimate, beautiful, sometimes spiritual moments. Of course. That intimacy. But the love is, like, my patience that I work with where the couple's been together forever and they're there to support each other they love, can't they can you know they can be there for each other they you know a lot of love is an action yeah i mean yeah it's that yes so um to thine own self be true definitely okay because i guess you know this whole time i thought something was wrong with me mm. because if something's There's wrong nothing, with, no there isn't anything wrong with yeah you. and if something's wrong with me then i can fix it yeah as opposed to, it's just not working out. Right. Now, not to say that you shouldn't have healthy boundaries with people. When people 
you know, like I said, some people don't want the hug or they don't want the attention or the affection or they don't, they can't receive it. So of course, me being, trying to be a good human being over here and mindful of other people and respectful, yeah. I'm going to, you know, but I'm just saying, I, I have definitely put people, men before me over and over and over again. For sure. Which and, we're trying to do as women in this country. And put up with a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. abusive shit yeah it's still something i'm working on actually like just focusing on like reality and not fantasy too mm-hmm. it's huge for me yeah because like i said all of that but i still like the last kind of relationship i had of sorts was completely based on fantasy like there wasn't a real i mean i guess there were real moments but it wasn't ever going to be mm-hmm. anything Right. It never became anything. We never really even dated. We never went out, really. like. Which was God protecting you, though. Right. From yourself. Sure. But, yeah, I think having conversation. Something I was taught very early on in my own healing journey was do not have conversations that are not actually happening. Oh, Don't right. create scenarios in your head that are not happening. And when this guy said this, and he didn't say it to me, I overheard it. I was like, how does he know? You know, like, I will have, like, a whole full-blown fight with someone in my head in the Mm -hmm. shower. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's not always about, like, pretending a relationship's happening when it's not. It's actually not always that and hardly that for me. But what I do do is have, like, fights with someone in the shower. And I let that that person know, and, you know, I should have said this. But in reality, it's like, that's robbing me of my peace. That's robbing me of, like, the power of now. Mm-hmm. And what is really my life is what's happening in this second. And we're getting woo-woo. That's extremely mindful, which is why we meditate at the end of every podcast. Because being here now is the only thing that matters. The past does not exist, nor does the future. So if I'm squandering time, having conversations or fantasies, whether it be romantic, platonic, an enemy... Or not, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a futile waste, waste of my time. I heard today on the radio, the average lifespan is 79, huh. which is not enough time. Right. So that really, it's a morbid and macabre thing. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to live to be at least 132. At least. At least. That being said, it's not enough time for me to do all the things I want to do. And I'm sure as hell not going to waste a second having a conversation that doesn't, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. If I only, you know, I only have a hundred years left. Right. Well, there are a lot of people on this planet. And so why stay in a really miserable situation relationship? I mean, outside of work, like um, professional relationships, really you can, you get to decide yeah. Who sticks around and who shouldn't be around. You are the CEO. You can hire or fire at any time. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I forget that. Yeah, I do too. I love it though. I do. I do forget You're that. You're fired. Yeah. I never thought I would quote Donald Trump. <laughs> when I said I that, I either. forgot I forgot all of the horrendous, disgusting things he did after The Apprentice mm-hmm. and before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I you can also demote mm-hmm. or promote. At any time. And you can lay someone off. Not even a firing. Just a, you know, again, thank you for your... Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We've gone all over the place, but... Yeah. I would say, you know... Love yourself first. Love yourself first, for sure. Be authentic. Um, Ask yourself. For me, I don't even ask myself sometimes. Like, you said, be true to yourself. Like, sometimes 
a thought that's against the relationship just kind of like almost like Teflon across my brain. Like it doesn't even permeate my mind until hindsight when I'm like, I can't believe I let that slide. Mm -hmm. But I don't, if I don't take the time to really investigate Mm -hmm. the, the current situation, I don't, I don't give myself a fair shot to be true to myself because I just kind of go along with what he's doing and what he wants, you know? Yeah. So taking the time to slow down Mm -hmm. and see what is true to me, right? Like Mm -hmm. what, what's true to me now was not what was true to me two weeks ago. Right. Well, and then with relationships, it's just take your time. Take your time. I mean, how long do you think it's so hard because it's like life is short. So you want to, grab on to think you know you, sure. you want to just make it happen mm-hmm. but you also have to just let things naturally come about like do their thing so yes. like I can't I think you're right on time I think on in dating today one we've got everything online a lot online right and so we're hiding behind phones yeah it's instant like connection everything moves really quickly mm-hmm. there's no courting yeah there is no romantic no romantic uh, courtship courting or whatever like you're you're getting to know each other behind a phone sometimes people will call you or and then that's kind of scary that's scary like but, ew he's calling me but what instead of getting to know each other in the initial stages in person right you're getting to know somebody through text messages and mainly, then you talk for two and weeks and it's sleep together right yeah or in my experience i'm talking to this person and like sex levels and we finally go to up. meet. We yeah. finally go to meet. Uh-huh. And they mm-hmm. don't. I've been stood up. I've been left at a restaurant. I've been like. Assholes. So. Or they, or you meet them in person and they're like extremely weird and quiet. Yes. That's happened too. And because I'm like, what can, happened to like, you're, you're dedicating your life to me. Like that's what hiding you, behind the phone. They can 100%. say whatever they want. It can be a complete fantasy world. I think that's what I meant about reality and fantasy. Like, and then. You know, I've definitely felt like in bad relationships, at some point, this person's going to change. They're going to be what I, what I mm. have, um, what I've imagined them to be. Or what potential you see in them. Yeah. So what's the thing about, you know, don't base it on their potential, base it on their the reality, the reality their current way of being. Yeah, yeah. People don't change that much. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like your yeah, core, your core being, your soul is there. Mm-hmm. It comes out. You can see it. Yeah. Like, and in retrospect, I should have learned many lessons a long time ago, but here we are. It sure. just takes what it takes. So, it does. It you does. know, and I was meant to go through it or be with this person or that person. It, it will come together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think. Of course it will. I think that dating is, it, it sucks these days. Like, I haven't, I haven't had a very good experience with online dating. Mm-hmm. I read an article once where it's still the number one way to meet somebody or to have a, you know, a partner that you meet is through friends still. Yeah. But all of my friends at my age, a lot of them are married. There's not a lot of like single mm-hmm. people hanging out. Yeah. They're all, you know, and then I've got younger friends for sure. But then I'm kind of just in this weird spot with my age and stage in life. And that's fine. Yeah. That's it's fine. fine. But, um, but the most wonderful relationships I have, I've never, I've never met someone through online dating that I've, kept up with more than for just a casual thing here and there. Yeah. Dating as in more than a date has not been a thing for me at least. Right. 
I nobody is what they seem to be mm-hmm. in texting. It takes like, too. It, it just, takes a long. I forget the name of it. Something called limerence. Limerence. Mm-hmm. Limerence. Limerence. limerence something called limerence is up to three years long. So, in some relationship, mm-hmm. the honeymoon phase can last up to three years. So that's it. Takes that long to like. Sometimes in some relationships, not everyone, yeah, to really get to know the person. That makes sense. And if I'm high as shit on Actually. all the dr- love drugs, mm-hmm. um, I can't make sane decisions. And I've definitely been there for sure. Definitely, uh, yes. Okay. Definitely, I think. Um, you know, I had a, <laughs> I had a patient at work today who was talking about how he's about to have his fifty fifth wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm blows my mind but he was like somehow we were talking about dating and he was like but don't tell my he was joking like don't tell my girlfriend I whatever um he was just being silly but he was like I don't I could never like I don't think I could ever be with somebody else because it just takes so much work to get used to somebody else's stuff stuff like and I wasn't even married that long but it's like um to adjust to somebody else in your space all the time and like yeah i mean it's, yeah it's hard it's scary yeah i might just stay single yeah and just date occasionally and that's okay i, I get you get set in your ways is what that I'm doesn't to say. mean it's, that it's a failure though you know no, I mean? not at all like and i'm being sort of silly because i mean i do i, I want to partner up with some partner up with somebody and have some of adventures. course some of course. Love. I'm yeah, definitely all... a romantic. Yeah. I and believe can... in love. I think it's wonderful. Yes. I love passion. I love intimacy. And, and if you want it, you will get it. Yeah. I Same I with me. But, you know, the difference, though, is now... So what I did before was just much more, you know... I, I, I think... I don't want to speak for women here, generally speaking. But intimacy for me was more of more of a connection than it was for the guys I've dated, right? That instant, like, so, where am I going with this? I think that now that I have learned more about myself through my experiences and come to know myself better, better than ever before and love myself Amen. and have that spiritual connection where I don't need outside factors or anyone to fill the void Mm -hmm. now it's on now it's like you got to really show me what you're bringing hell yeah because life is too short so otherwise if i'm not vibing and connecting right away which there's an instant kind of connection and then there's also just getting to know the person and the habits and all that Mm -hmm. but there's still there's got to be something there and then um then you it's got to be then work it's got to be worth it for me to have them stick or to be you around. have to add like something I'm, to my already life yeah, right already full life as Lil Wayne said you're not sitting at the table if you ain't bringing nothing to it huh. or you gotta know when to get up and leave damn right that's Nina what Simone. who said that yeah <laughs> you, you have to learn how when to no longer being served when yeah love is no longer being served yeah amen yeah okay okay I feel like we went all over the place, but that that's was okay. Fun. That was fun. Thank you so much for being on today, Jen. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you, you did for a great job. Me. We're gonna, definitely going to have you back. Why? And by we, I mean me, <laughs> right? Myself and I, and also my cat Raja. Yeah. Shout out to Disney. I would love that. 
Princess Jasmine and Raja. Yes. I'm out here dogging Disney. Disney was kind of a dickhead, but the movies did form my childhood. Yes, and I got a lot out of those stories. Of course. Much more than just falling in love and men and this. I mean, there's a lot of triumph that goes on with those women. A talking crab that's singing. Yeah, and then all that. Yeah, girl. (laughs) All right. Pretty special. I love you so much. (laughs) Thanks for being on today. All right, y'all. We're going to meditate for a few minutes, and then uh, you could go on your merry way. So... Hold tight. You have now reached the meditation portion of whatever works. Sit in a comfortable position with your back straight. Shoulders relaxed. Check to see if there's any tension in your forehead, in your back. Try to see where there may be residual tension. Try now to release that. Today we are going to focus on our breath. and see if we can drop into the power of now. The power of now is a concept by Eckhart Tolle in Buddhism. that there is really no past or future. Simply the power of now. When thoughts come in, Thank them for their service and simply release them on their way. Take a deep breath in. And out. One more breath in and out.
with every exhale. Countdown backwards from five. Begin now. Just breathing and counting. Breathing. Notice how your thoughts start to slip away. The only thing that exists is now. Breathing and counting. Breathing and counting. This practice will help you stay present. not fall prey to worry, anxiety, depression, and fear. Let's focus on our breath for just a few more moments. And when you are ready, 
open your eyes. Check in with your body again. See if you feel a little more relaxed and a little more present. Thank you so much for practicing with me today, for taking the time for yourself to grow in wholeness. Namaste.